up new jersey thank you for tuning back into the locked on devils podcast here on the locked on network i'm your host trey matthews it's thursday everybody it's almost friday and thus it's almost the weekend you're so close but not quite there yet Anyway, just to give you guys some update, I recently appeared on Locked On Sabres with Sneaky Joe and Jordan. The link to that episode will be in the description of this episode. I had so much fun. We mainly talked about Lindy Ruff, Jack Hughes, P.K. Subban. Check it out. It's a very good crossover episode, and I appreciate those guys letting me join them on their show. Now, back to this show. If you hadn't checked out the last episode, I talked about how the New Jersey Devils name originated. It comes from the Jersey Devil, the mythological folk lower story that was so well known last century caused all sorts of outbreak businesses closed kids had to stay home from school the philadelphia zoo put up a bounty for this creature anyway i'm not going to give anyway any more spoilers pause this episode and check out the last episode that was probably one of my favorite episodes to do just all around cool story the stuff i didn't even know about just quite compelling to talk about give that a listen all right now back to business so when i appeared on locked on sabers one of the things we talked about was the devil's loss to the buffalo sabers back in October that was a 7-2 to two loss that was just basically highlighting how I feel like the Devils need more defense and less wingers centers whatever the case might be that's what we need this offseason we will highlight that in a future episode but anyway let's look back on that 7-2 to two loss I know many fans aren't too pleased with it and I know it's probably still a salty subject because the Sabres aren't actually any good either. Don't worry, Sneaky Joe and Jordan confirmed me that. Anyways, digressing a little bit, let's look back at that game. Let's look at what went right, what mostly went wrong, what were the pregames, what did both teams have going for them, and all around I will show you what I would do in a future regular season game when I'm dissecting a game just to see what happened in terms of a deeper analysis. So where do we exactly start off? Well, I think the appropriate part to start off is the preview between this matchup between the Sabres and the Devils. This is courtesy of Fox Sports. So the New Jersey Devils 0-0-1. Remember, they lost in a shootout to the Winnipeg Jets to begin their season. So there we go. Already a rough start to the season. The Buffalo Sabres are 1-0-0, third in the Atlantic Division at the time. Of course, it didn't really mean much at the time. So their one win to begin their season came to the Pittsburgh Penguins two days prior. They came out victorious by a score of 3-1. Sheary had two goals in that game and Malkin had the other one. Their top performer that night was actually Carter Hutton. No, he didn't get the shutout, but he played very well. He had 29 save opportunities and let one goal get past him, so his save percentage to start the season was 966, so you knew coming into that game against the Devils that he had a momentum going, especially playing two days prior to this one. Let's continue the preview. This game took place in Buffalo, New York on a Saturday at 7 p.m. The bottom line was... Buffalo takes on New Jersey in Eastern Conference action. 
Buffalo went 19, 25, and 8 in Eastern Conference action prior to this season, you, you know, the, the 2019-2020 season. So, yes, Sneaky Joe and Jordan were right. The Sabres are not as good as the Devils, and the Devils aren't as good as the Sabres. Both teams are just on the same boat in terms of struggling. But to finish up their records note, they went 21, 15, and 5 at home a season ago. You know, the prior to the 2019-2020 season, the Sabres scored 46 power play goals with a 19.5% success rate on power play opportunities last season. Now on to the New Jersey Devils. New Jersey finished 19-28-5 and in Eastern Conference play and 11-27-3 on the road in the 2018-2019 season. So when the Devils are away from the Prudential Center, uh, things don't go too well, apparently. Uh, oh man. The Devils recorded 355 assists on 219 total goals last season. The matchup Saturday, Saturday in terms of October 5th, was the first meeting of the season between these two teams. The Sabres had no injuries listed. The Devils injury, some might remember this, Corey Schneider, the goaltender, was out day-to-day with an undisclosed injury. It should also be worth mentioning that night, the Sabres were honoring their 50th season of being in the NHL, so there were some pregame ceremonies. Also, the Zamboni had to resurface the ice because, you know, when you have all those people on the ice, it could get a little uneven, marks can be left, and nobody wants to play on a rough, uneven ice rink like you know that's just basic elementary right there jack eichel later said in an interview that the sabers players were getting a little antsy a little nervous because this is the home opener for them and they just want to get right to rolling and just take care of business and they sure did take care of their damn business the score says it itself so the opening face-off happens and the devils end up winning it and the game begins so here's what i'm gonna do and i need you to bear with me for a second so i'm gonna play a highlight first and i know you can't see it because I know this is essentially radio so what I'm gonna do is break it down just a little bit so that way people could get the point of what went right or what went wrong so that way I can give you my full-fledged opinion at the end of this episode and see what the Devils need to improve on this is something that I will do in the upcoming regular season as soon as December or January occurs because technically the season is still going on but the Devils are out of it Oh wait, I almost forgot to analyze the the goalies protecting the respective team's net. So for the Devils, it was Mackenzie Blackwood, the 22-year-old at the time out of Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada. He only played 22 minutes in that 4-3 shootout loss to the Winnipeg Jets. He had two goals against in nine save opportunities, giving him a save percentage of 77-8. So not really a good start to the youngster's full-time NHL career. And obviously for the Sabres, it was Carter Hutton but I think we touched on him quite enough, so let's get into the game. Blue line to Eichel again. Eichel moving in to the corner. Tried to clear it in front. He does. There's a shot. And Victor Olofsson, he gunned it into the corner of the net, and Buffalo has the early 1-0 lead on the power play. So basically what I saw was just a bad sequence of events for the Devils, which is they're already in the penalty kill, so you're already playing down a man. They lost Will Butcher for two minutes for a holding call just 90 seconds into the game. Of course, that's an estimate, but you get the point. It was really quick. And the Sabres scored within three minutes. So already not off to a good start for the Devils. So as I look back at that goal, 
I'm able to see that Eichel was able to fool the two defensive men for the Devils at the time, which was Subban and Mueller. So he's able to basically manipulate them just a little bit to get one of his teammates open. So basically what Eichel did in this manipulation was he took it near the goalie, clears it out of in front just a little bit, and passes it off to Victor Olofsson, who is in the southeast corner, and he's wide open. Subban is nowhere to be found because during that cross pass, Subban was trying to go for the steal and failed miserably. He was out of position, and Olofsson is wide open, scores easily. Sabres are up one to nothing, and they capitalize on the power play. So not off to a great start for the Devils. Poor defense, like I said. Mueller and Subban, just out of position. Nothing they could do. They had to tighten up their defense just a little bit. And if you look back at the replay, you see that Subban and Mueller, they had to turn their heads like owls just a little bit because they were so out of position that turned their heads, their bodies, just to see how out of position they were. I hate that from a hockey perspective because it's like, get play your position better. I'd be ripping out my hair if I was a coach. Power play once again. Here's the pressure down low. Olsen jumps on it, pokes the puck to the front of the net, Skinner does, and you see the goaltender, Blackwood, he goes down, he reaches for the puck, Skinner pokes. Alright, this is a classic rookie mistake by Blackwood because he decided to dive onto the puck to make a stop, but unfortunately, he didn't see that he didn't have full possession of it, and thus, Jeff Skinner is able to poke it away just a little bit, and Eichel is able to just score on the wide open net, no competition needed. It's one of the things I noticed when I was doing play-by-play. We had this goalie where she one time dove for the puck, but she didn't get full possession of it, and the other team was able to score with ease. So my advice to goalies, especially the young ones, if you're going to dive, just know the risk, and also you have to know 100% if you have possession of the puck. Otherwise, you're giving the team wide opportunity because you're at a very bad disadvantage because all it takes is just one little dribbler over your head, over your entire body to get into the net and score. But I can't give the full blame to Blackwood. Looking back on the replay, Green really should have just gotten possession of the puck quickly because there was another Sabres player right next to him. So get the puck quickly, make it easier for your goaltender and clear that puck because the Sabres were in the power play once again and the Devils were in the penalty kill so you see that the devils have to work on their penalty kill and that's another concern I have with Lindy Ruff because penalty kill numbers aren't so good when he's at the helm we'll discuss that in a later episode but still green when you see your goaltender is about to make a risky play get the puck quickly and clear it because that was a very tough play for him he didn't need to dive per se he should have just wait for the puck to give to him it went under his glove and thus you're down two to nothing that had to be a bit of a heartbreak and gut-wrenching moment because again the sabers were in the power play it looked like the devils were going to get out of that penalty kill the period was coming to an end and now instead of being down one nothing you're down two nothing thing and trust me that goal does make a difference so yeah a little bit of a headache and a heartbreak if just a minor one speaking of break has your car ever broken down well chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselves rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or login account. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto park 
customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and same for professional and do-it-yourselves. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see what all parts are available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. This year trying to go after it again, and he does. He can fly around behind the net to Hall. Hall looking in front with a shot, they score! Paul Mary was right out in front and let the quick shot go. Alright, so the one thing I say in my broadcast a lot, that's a fluke goal by definition, the Bulldogs score. So, you know, that's something I'll say in my broadcast, that's what happened, that was a fluke goal. So, they were playing below the goal line, and this was just an example of great defense by the Sabres, but just better offense by the Devils. Wow, I never thought I would say that, better offense by the Devils. Hmm. Anyway, so they were playing below the goal line, they were passing it around, great puck movement, Paul Mary is down low in the slot area and is open. He shoots a very strong shot and Hutton actually stopped 85% of that shot attempt, but unfortunately it just trickled by him went into the twine and as a result the Devils cut into the lead two to one and this happened within 30 seconds of the second period starting so you think the Devils would have some momentum going their way and you think something would go right for them for once but nope it all went to hell now ladies and gentlemen I don't have time to analyze all the Sabres goals because do I need to remind you the final score was seven to two that game it was a complete and utter mess. After the Devils scored that their first goal, the start period number two, the Sabres were like, okay, bet, let's try something else. And boy, did they try something else. They scored three unanswered goals. The score is five to one entering the final period of regulation. The Devils just, oh man, they were holding their pitchfork tail between their legs with their head held down. You just knew this was ugly and this season was destined for absolute failure. Pass worked along the wall, banked ahead, taken out of the air by Coleman, flipped back in. Here's Zajac shooting one, he scores! Zajac caught the corner of the net as he cut back in front into the slot area and let her rip and it's 5-2. to two. Okay, after this goal, I can see why Zajac is an alternate captain and why Scandella, in this case, was probably dealt twice in a year because Zajac made Scandella look outright foolish. So Zajac goes on the breakaway, fools Scandella the defender. He did a like a crossover deke move so bad that Scandella actually fell onto the ice, made him look silly. I man, I, I know I said that already, but it, it's true. And Zajac just scores and at this point it's just a safe face. The Devils are still trailing by three goals, but five to two is your score. And they did it once again early in the period. So for some reason, the Devils can perform well to start a period, 
but towards the end of a period and also the middle of a period, they completely collapse. So in the final period regulation, they give up two more goals. Final score is 7-2. to two. Sneaky Joe and Jordan were like, you know, this game actually gave us hope because we thought maybe the Sabres could actually do something. Yeah, that really boosted my confidence, guys. Thank you so much. So anyway, that's why I just wanted to revisit it because we, we were talking about it on their show and I just decided to see what went wrong for the Devils. So what really killed the Devils in this case were the power plays because the Sabres were 75% in their power play opportunities going 3 for 4. The Devils were 0 for 2 so the Devils couldn't capitalize on any of their power plays and the Sabres just capitalized 75% as I said. That's unacceptable. You need to tighten up your special teams together and either stay out of the penalty box or you better do well on your penalty kills. So Hits were pretty even. The Sabres had 14, the Devils had 11, but the hits for New Jersey against the Sabres did little to nothing because the Sabres just played patty kick essentially with the Devils defense. The faceoffs won, the Devils led that category by 1, 25 to 24. Giveaways tied 7 to 7, takeaways tied 3 to 3. Shots blocked 11 for the Devils, 10 for the Sabres. Penalty minutes uh, led by the Devils 20 to 16. So, as you can see, it was not a good game for the Devils all around. Their defense was very shaky. Their special teams were very shaky. And that's the main concern I have for this team. We need to get defense! I, I, I apologize for my, my actions back there before this break. I was just a little uh, ticked off because that's something the Devils just need to work on. And that's what they need to get in the offseason. They just need to get more defense. They don't need to convert their fours, their wings, their centers, whatever the case may be. They don't need to convert those those guys into two-way players. We just need to sign some good defensive men. And who knows, from what I've been reading online, we have some options who are in the playoff bubble right now. So, you know, there's always hope. Now, on to the goalies. Mackenzie Blackwood obviously loses the game. He had 29 saves, but seven goals against. Hutton had 18 saves, but two goals against. So... Yeah, not a good game for Blackwood, but he's still a youngster. He's made some rookie mistakes, but you know what? That will come with age, and I'm sure he'll be a great piece to this Devils organization. And now let's fast forward back to the present. Uh, so yeah, you basically get the sense of what I would do during the regular season by analyzing the games. I hope you enjoyed or you get some sort of sense of what I'll be doing. If you have some suggestions of what I should do, please feel free to DM me or hit me up on Twitter, TreyMatt4, T-R-E-Y-M-A-T-T, and then the number four, or hit me up on Instagram, Trey Imri Matthews. So I look forward to that. And obviously the reason for doing this was because I was on Locked On Sabres. This is one of the games we talked about. This actually gave the guys some hope as to maybe the Sabres could do something. They didn't. And now the Devils are, and the Sabres are all in the same bubble as in our season is over. Finito. Finished. So, you know, you get the sense of what will happen. Think of this as sort of a prelude to what to see in the future for regular season games. And yeah, that's about all the time I have. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Keep an ear out for the next episode and continue to stay safe, New Jersey. Have a nice day.